Hey guys, it's Teresa and Kerrigan and welcome back to another episode of the women behind the camera In today's episode, we'll be talking about two of Wes Anderson's films the Grand Budapest Hotel and Fantastic Mr. Fox I'll start off with a synopsis of the Fantastic Mr. Fox just so our listeners kind of know what they're about to be uh, yeah. learning about. So Fantastic Mr. Fox is a story about Mr. Fox who is not satisfied with the life he lives with his wife and child, Ash. To bring excitement into his life, he steals from the town farmers, and this gets complicated when the farmers decide to fight back because the entire community of animals is put in danger. The movie follows Mr. Fox and his family and friends as they evade the farmers and come up with elaborate plans to beat them at their own game. One of my favorite movies. It was Absolutely very, love that movie. very nice. That was a class watch for us. Mm-hmm. So, all of our all of our podcasters here watched that movie. And now going into our second film, Grand Budapest Hotel. In the 1930s, the Grand Budapest Hotel was a popular European ski resort, presided over by concierge Gustav H. Zero, a junior lobby boy, becomes Gustav's friend and protege. Gustav prides himself on providing first class service to the hotel's guests. When one of Gustav's lovers dies mysteriously, Gustav finds himself as the recipient of a priceless painting, Boy with Apple, and the chief suspect in her murder. The story also follows the budding love story of Agatha and Zero. All right, we've got two awesome movies to unpack today. Definitely cutesy little movies. Yeah. All right, so I'll just start off with what I liked about it. Um, This isn't on my list, but it's a must. Boy with Apple. Best painting. Um, Incredible. I would actually like it uh, for my own house because it is a real painting. Someone uh, did it as a commission for the movie. Um, So it does exist, and I do want it. So, Wes Anderson, if you ever listen to this, if I could please snag that painting, that would be fantastic. My address is. (laughs) Otherwise, I may have to perform a grand heist. Um, All right, now into the technical aspect of the movie, the symmetry and all of his movies. I heard that in his first movie it wasn't as apparent, but as he kind of developed his style, like mm-hmm. in his more recent movies and even in his second sort of film, it shows up all it's of the time. It's such a great distinguisher for it his It really movies. is, because we have that, for in Fantastic Mr. Fox, we have the, the three farmers, mm-hmm. uh, the farms, which is always a good symmetrical shot. When you see the tunnels under, it kind of creates a an imbalance, but mm. it's all kind of balanced out over top mm. and everything. And then in Grand Budapest Hotel, obviously the hotel, the ski resort, is super balanced. We have the train shot where they're sitting on opposite sides mm-hmm. of the compartment. Yeah. And then the sled racing scene. Yep, and I was thinking, the sled racing scene reminds me a lot of the scene of Christofferson first arriving, where yep. you kind of see him just standing by himself, skinny little body right in the middle of the shot, and kind of same with the sled racing scene, or with the skiing scene of the um, the villain yes. of the movie just skiing yep. right down the mountain. Yeah, I think um, Wes Anderson does a great job with those really, really wide shots. Mm-hmm. He either makes you feel like you're... The shot is so perfect that you're removed from the film yeah. and you feel like an outsider or you feel like you're like running along with the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of his movies, Moonrise Kingdom, he does a really good job with that where there's a troop of Boy Scouts and they're all running together and the camera's bouncing and like mm-hmm. you just feel like you're a part of it. So that was cool. Even oh. in Fantastic Mr. Fox, you kind of get that when they're running through the tunnels. Yeah. And a cool cool aspect about Fantastic Mr. Fox is if they were underground, mm-hmm. they recorded the voices in a basement. 
That's if, so cool. If I they shot outside, they were outside so that they could that's get so like cool. the real organic sound. So that's awesome. All of his movies have a whimsical feeling. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're not real, but then they also feel extremely real, like because of the subjects he tackles mm-hmm. in some of his movies. And then soundtrack. Fantastic Mr. Fox has such a good soundtrack. I completely agree. Alright, you go. I just talked a lot. (laughs) Kind of going back to your um, symmetry thing, along with that, the aspect ratio in the movie, I absolutely love it. When I... The first watch for me, I didn't, uh, it didn't instantly click in my head that it was showing the passage of time, but over, over the years, like, when I've watched it more and more, I think I've watched it, like, easily six times at this point, I absolutely love it. The, um, different aspect ratios that Anderson uses to show the passage through time from the 30s to the 60s to the 80s are so great so he starts in a 1.37 to 1 for the 30s and then when transitioning to the 60s it's in a 2.35 to 1 and then in the 80s it's in a 1.85 to 1 which just is like it's just a little something it's just a little flick of his little imagination that nobody really thinks to change but then like just seeing, I think it adds to that whimsical feeling. I mean, it's, it's like his own artistic flair. Yeah. Like there exactly are other filmmakers think. who have done that same sort of thing, but not in the same movie. So mm-hmm. like with The Lighthouse, um, that it's like a, it's a square. Yes. It's like, it's meant to feel like an old time movie. I'm not exactly sure what aspect ratio that is, so I wouldn't be able to say that. But mm-hmm. the fact that Wes Anderson does it within his own film and the aspect ratio changes... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very creative, and it's something that you wouldn't really think of doing. Yeah, and I also loved the writing of um, Gustav H.'s character. I loved how, like, it was almost, like, dry, kind of sarcastic humor. I'm just thinking specifically about the scene of where Boy with Apple is up for auction, and he's like, that's my name. And the (laughs) victim kind of, victim, not the victim. (laughs) The the villain. The villain comes up to him and just, like, there's that whole, like, punching scene where yeah. it just, bop, Yeah. Bop, bop. It was so, f- oh my god, it was just so funny just seeing them kind of, like, extremely dry humor, just straight punches everywhere. And I think something so great about Wes Anderson movies is he uses a lot of the same actors mm-hmm. from movie to movie, um, so you kind of get to see them evolve into other characters, yeah. and while the writing is so similar, you really get lots and lots out of them mm-hmm. in different places. Um, and I also thought it was cool how he brought younger actors into this movie, like Saoirse Ronan, mm-hmm. and also, um, who played Zero? Oh, we don't have that written down. That's fine. Um, Zero, who, yeah. he's also in, like, the Spider-Man movies, and he's a newer actor, um, just because just he's young. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, what we didn't like... I there's there's nothing for me. I have I have nothing. So you're up. Um, I will say that the movie is a little bit chaotic with the storylines kind of going like jumping back and forth through time. But it's not something I would say I disliked. It's just something you just got to get used to. I think first watch. I think it's also like he did the time jump really well. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about this before with. Greta Gerwig's Little Women, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's very difficult to tell when those time jumps have occurred and kind of what time period, like if the timeline's straight or if we're doing things a little bit out of order. And Mm -hmm. he didn't, he didn't really do that. So like, Mm -hmm. it's not like you would have had to read a book or watch a film to kind of know completely what was going on and get those characters. Yeah, I completely agree. 
go ahead. We'll All talk right. about other people's thoughts. What other people thought about it. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92%. IMDb with an 8.1 out of 10. And Metacritic with an 88%. I think I'd fall probably right around Rotten Tomatoes. I, I agree. I yeah. definitely agree. These are some pretty good scores. I agree. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, I think, like usual, the IMDb score is a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I feel like when they do the ten scale, everything like people are like, "Oh, I can't give it a nine because it's too high." But yeah, thinking it's a rookie score it gives it like a solid B minus when everything else is like B plus A minus range. Yeah. But I guess they're a little picky with their scores. All right, Teresa, hit us with the the Oscars. All right, so they had. A lot of nominations and mm-hmm. a couple wins here. For nominations they that they didn't win were Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Director. And they won Best Original Score, Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, <laughs> and Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Well, I'm glad they won Best Makeup and Hairstyling because yeah. Zero's mustache deserves a museum <laughs> for itself. And Agatha's little birthmark. <laughs> so cutesy. I love that. Oh my goodness. There's just so many, like, there's so many story arcs in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. there also there is that one, like, overarching theme of, like, Boy with Apple kind of triggers everything. Mm-hmm. But going to prison, breaking out of prison. Yeah, true. Like, it's in the setting changes so drastically so much. Yeah, and you literally just get thrown all over the place. But it's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, so I guess we're into final thought time, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, overall, I really enjoy Wes Anderson's directing style. I feel like I could just watch all of his movies over and over and over again and kind of get a different thing out of them every single time. Mm-hmm. For me, his films are very chaotically tranquil. Um, the soundtracks kind of mellow everything out, but, you know, you have these really big chase scenes or search scenes, and there's always some sort of heavy topic involved. Um, but I just think I think that the way he handles those situations make you really engaged as a watcher and a viewer, and... Mm-hmm. I just, I just think it's really awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that little, like, storybook aspect that he adds into that also yeah. keeps you really reeled in there. I completely agree with Chaotically Tranquil. I, I said specifically that I think it's, like, organized chaos. Yeah. And I really like that. Um, there's really not much I didn't like. Wes Anderson has always been kind of comfort movies for me. I mean, I'm basically an adult at this point and I still <laughs> think Fantastic Mr. Fox is like my favorite movie ever so they're just they're just always a great movie to watch yeah I love them I love them all and that is a that is a large claim but I, there has not been a Wes Anderson film that I have seen that I didn't like yeah I can so. agree with you there all of the ones that I've seen so far I have definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed all right well thank you all very much for listening and Be sure to catch us next week when we talk about uh, one of my little favorite director moments, (laughs) John Hughes for 16 Candles. Yay! All right. Bye, guys. Bye.